0: underneath it's this feeling of like kind of like sinking into a pit of lava the whole time like (laughs) oh god i'm dying i'm dying i'm dying
1: you're listening to a rock candy podcast
0: you have arrived at your destination
1: A ra- uh, let's make a, ra- a radio. Let's make a radio. We are okay. Currently making a radio.
0: This is something I've been wanting to bring up for a long time.
1: Okay, good. I'm I'm glad you have something like that locked and loaded. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just on a walk with Dolly, and the reason that I have it locked and loaded is because I was just experiencing this thing. Yeah. And I'm gonna start by saying like you shouldn't judge people for the way they talk, mm-hmm. look, yeah. Any you know all that's you accurate. Know, yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Sure. And I'm I'm starting this by saying I don't like this about myself. Okay. Okay. And I think I and I think it's something I can change because I used to really hate uh, New Zealand accents, <laughs> okay. and now I love them. Okay. Yeah. I I love hearing someone from New England speak or New, New Zealand. England. Stupid, <laughs> stupid dummy. Uh, New Zealand speak. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like, you start with like you start with the whole like oh, uh, wow. <laughs> the what's the <laughs> mockumentary called? Uh, what we do in the shadows yeah, yeah, yeah. and those types of things with uh, yeah, Taika, taika yeah. Uh, Watiti. yeah and um mm-hmm. and now I just can't get enough of him speaking. Oh, totally. But yeah. this is this is something that I've only really noticed in my life. Two people do. Okay. And I'm curious if you notice it. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, every time I hear it, like it's this
1: feeling of like
0: oh and Mm -hmm. i don't want to feel that way because they can talk however they want who cares well well, okay
1: okay so first off i do want to say it's probably fine to feel i don't know what you're about to say and i might look like a a a terrible you know prejudiced person as soon as you finish your thought but my thought is you're not about to tell us a story of like i just can't stop punching people or denying people their <laughs> rights because because yeah. they do x y or z so it's probably fine but that's it if
0: i met i've never met <laughs> so, it's these two different people one person runs a like a, a youtube show that i watch and okay. one person is the the uh does a podcast where okay. he interviews people yeah and the thing that they do and if you're a listener and you do this i yeah. i i'm Sorry. He's criticizing himself here, guys. It's okay. It's not not about you. This is a hidden... (laughs) You're fine. You're doing great. It's a soft TH.
1: Okay. But every time. Okay. But for everything. Wow. I don't notice that. I don't think I've ever noticed anyone doing that. I didn't... I think I would notice it, but I don't know that I've come across it. I'm telling you, there are two people in my life, in my entire experience
0: as a... 33 almost 34 year old man yeah that i've heard do this i'm
1: very very curious and my guess is you're not going to say it on the pod so you're going to have to <laughs> unless Who you want to unless yeah unless you want yeah. to unless it's I don't, like i mean that's fine they're okay. like oh they're not people th- you know in any way so no it's these fine.
0: these people can hold their own okay they're, they're they both have huge listenerships yeah well and then call fine. them out then it's fine um the first one is uh the guy from film riot okay he says thanks and thanksgiving instead of thanks and thanksgiving oh no (laughs) and and i don't know if it's a choice or if it's honestly like a uh, trouble saying the sound and if that's the case then like y'all can egg my house that's fine (laughs) i'm sorry yeah um and then the other guy is the q a with jeff gold goldberg i don't know it's a it's a screenwriting podcast but it's like the most popular one okay I just listened to his episode with Quentin Tarantino. Like, he's, he's fine. Mm. But he says, and thanks for, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and then I start listening, and then like every TH sound is a soft one. Yeah.
1: And it's, yeah, that's rough. That's pretty rough. I do, I it, do have it where there are and, people with, but now there's going to be
0: like a bunch of people that yeah. listen to that podcast who never noticed. And uh. now I just, it's like, I, yeah. it's like the the mouth noise thing like if there's a lot of mouth noise and yeah. you don't notice it but then you notice yeah. it so sorry true I just had to get it out yeah or just it's ha- like
1: uh, or it's like vocal fry which some sure. people have and some people are really bothered by right and I feel like I probably have quite a bit of it I probably have quite a bit of it. Uh, okay. Just run people off. I actually kind of right. like, Vogue yeah, for fry. I'm fine with it. I think I think it's great. Yeah. And it, there was this weird thing. I listened to this. It might have been like This American Life about it or something. Where it like on the internet, which of course it's on the internet, but like on the internet, it got sort of gendered. Where like some some assholes like, were saying like that's what right. women. That's how women talk, or something yeah. like that. Something ludicrous. But it's probably like one person that they're like (laughs) referencing therefore it's women yeah sure yeah Yeah. and also the notion that whatever the you know whatever that kind of thing is in your voice that like tons of men don't also do that it's just a human voice type thing um yeah but yeah no i have i have people who who have vocal tics that kind of get under my skin uh a little bit but not i haven't come across the over and over so I'll keep. Yeah. I'll keep an eye out for it. I don't listen to either of those podcasts, so I'll keep. I mean, keep it's a not watch. a
0: it's not a thing where I'm <laughs> like I can't listen to this. Sure, you know. Yeah, but it is a thing where every time he says it, yeah, it triggers. It it's actually like does bing. get under your skin. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I almost have to pause it for a second and say th- thank, thank, and then I start thinking of all the th- the hard th words. Yeah, yeah lots of that them. I say because the. Um, the. the soft like the uh the yeah. um though yeah. all of them though all of them are soft you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> thursday instead of thursday
1: thursday is rough thursday is a rough one <laughs> it's r- that's that separates yeah. the wheat from the chaff right there that's that's yeah. pretty intense thursday Thanks is is maybe a little bit more forgivable, I think. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully we'll get into like an East Coast, West Coast, like a rap battle war with one of those podcasts. It'd be great for our numbers. Yeah. So it'd be great totally. for our brand. Speaking of brands, welcome everybody to the Common Creatives Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just see how that worked. Uh, yeah. I had another. I had another one in mind already that was, we're talking about brands on the internet and that could segue into what we're talking about today as well. But I didn't do it. I just used it to introduce the show. I'm the doctor. I'm Will. Um, I'm
0: Joe, the maestro.
1: Yes, Joe. He's the maestro. Oh, one thing I gotta say before we get into this, because we're not gonna record again before this happens, is happy early birthday, Joe. Um, hey, thanks, man. Yeah, man. Thanks. As we're recording, this, uh, When this comes I out, I wonder if it's like birthday. Birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, see, that's a tricky one because it is birthday, birthday. but then like birthday, it, but then like the verb is like you are birthed. Like you can, be, you, can, <laughs> you can be birthed, you can be birthed, birthed. I wonder if it's like, if it, if
0: it like, yeah. okay, forget it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> hey man, it's your
1: birthday show. You can do whatever you want. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Now uh,
0: don't get me started on soft or hard S H. Uh, I don't know. I don't either. I'm not sure. It's just the, it's just the T H. Okay. I mean, it's not even
1: something that makes sense, right? What do you mean? Makes sense? Oh no! Tuh-huh. No, English is nonsense, garbage. All languages and, might and, be, but English is. And for have sure. you ever
0: thought about the word "funny"? Uh, like, really thought about it? <laughs> if something makes you laugh, it's like, yeah. it's like, oh, this this has a lot of fun. Oh, funny! So it's yeah. it's like fun e. Yeah, it's funny. It's really right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the the English language is yeah. like. That's why it's so hard to learn because it seems like that just seems, seems silly to, yeah. to use the term
1: funny. It is silly, but, but it it's is, so yeah. ingrained. Yeah, yeah. right. I, I like that better though. I hadn't thought about that before, but that makes me like the word better a little bit. It, it, yeah, I mean, it is Chicago. ludicrous. It is very yeah. ludicrous. But the idea that laughing in that way is having fun is a very enjoyable yeah. way to think about it. So mm-hmm. I do like that. Very funny. It's very like, funny.
0: It's 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 very of fun.
1: <laughs> uh what are we talking about today uh, what are we digging into we're talking about bo burnham we're talking
0: about double b bo burnham we're talking about the the godfather of the uh
1: the 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 viral youtube youtubers sensation song yeah so full name sensation. full name boseph burnham uh that's not true <laughs> is it no it's not true is his, it, name, his is, name is his you name think robert, pickering. Robert? <laughs> robert pickering robert robert pickering burnham really yeah Robert Pickering huh. Burnham. I, you, see, you see, I totally do my research yeah. <laughs> on this one.
0: <laughs> I did less research Robert, on this one than Bob
1: Bow. Yeah. Oh. Robert. That's like Bob. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I like about that? What do you like about it? Well, first of all, he's a creative young man, right?
1: Yeah, he is. We can call him a mm-hmm. young man. say that, he is, because he's younger. Yes, exactly. Than
0: we are. Yep. I like that you can take a name like Robert and... and get Bo out of it sure like it it makes you think about all of the missed opportunities you've had your entire life to like yeah have a fun little creative twist on your like I could have spelled
1: my name without an e all my life (laughs) you know wait how would that have worked j-o oh okay I thought you meant joseph I was trying to make joseph work without an e yeah j-o yeah that could work just that's sometimes a uh, that's sometimes a woman's name. Just J O. That's Maggie's mom's mm-hmm. name, for example. Yeah, yeah. So you could have done that. It's, I could have gone with Tim's Liam. My my parents could have could have called me Liam. That William, William is is a yeah. That's a that's a form of that. Man. So Bo got the Bo got the good end of the stick with the name Bo. It's not rob burnham or something robert burnham but he is robert burnham. we call him a good a good uh, creative young man because he's half a decade younger than each of us i yes. can say that because by the time this episode drops that will be true for you as well you will catch up yep. to me uh with your yep. birthday so he is what a comedian and a musician those are his primary things um well and, yeah. a, and a filmmaker now too that's i would argue that's yes he primary is he, he's a he's a screenwriter and a filmmaker yeah a director for sure so he, he got his start and came to fame really, really young. He came to fame at like 16. Mm-hmm. He became widely known as, he was one of the early YouTubers. He put up he put up funny songs on YouTube in 2006, which is, right. that is crazily early for YouTube. Um, yeah. That's like back when, I don't know if you got into, you, you haven't gotten super into like YouTube as a thing, right? Like- famous YouTubers or whatever um, gone down any of those holes? Like uh, Not much. Yeah. No. 2006 is very early, though. It's like, I want to say the Vlogbrothers were starting around that time. They might have even been mm-hmm. a little after this. But like Zay Frank, who's amazing, Um, who I'll have to send you a clip or two of him. He's very, very good. But people right. were just starting to understand what YouTube could be used for, I think. And it, yeah. it was sort of becoming the dominant video and i'm sure there's some sort of technological aspect to that i mean i remember before that there was like flash video websites where you would watch like these kind of things on like e-bombs world or whatever e-bombs world yeah what what, what, the my
0: yeah he yes
1: that kid yes that Um, stuff
0: wonder what he's doing now he's probably uh, he's probably made a video recently of a parody of himself probably yeah i mean that's what
1: i would have done so yeah no Uh, absolutely So, yeah, so you would watch them in other formats. I'm not a tech person. I don't really understand. But YouTube became the sort of monolith that it is beginning around the latter half of the aughts. And Bo Burnham was one of the earlier ones to do that. And he uploaded these videos of just like himself playing piano or keyboard and singing these little songs.
0: Yeah, that's the trick is he um, spent a lot of time crafting very... S- silly and clever lyrics to very kind of simple chord progressions on a piano yeah. like he's uh, he's been quoted saying that like he's a musician in the sense that he knows some chords on the piano yeah he's actually really um interested in in like what he calls like real <laughs> real musicians yeah. he's like he's like i approach it more like math like yeah. it's not as much of an art form as Oh well, if you put this chord, this chord and this chord and this chord and this chord together, you have the progression. Yeah. And then if I kind of
1: repeat that, then I can yeah. <laughs> then I can say these silly things on top of it and it works. And I would argue that you can kinda of, I mean, as a musician, I can listen to what he's doing and go, yeah, that, that description makes sense. Yeah. There's nothing mm-hmm. at all wrong with what he's doing or bad about it or anything like that. But he's certainly not trying to like push musical boundaries. He's just no. he's just creating a nice aesthetic backdrop for things that he wants to do anyway you know, or yeah. things that he wants to talk about otherwise, or, you know. He's also a poet, which comes into play. Um, sure. He wrote a book of poetry and released it, so, and you can tell. I remember that. Yeah. It was called Egghead, or You Can't Survive mm-hmm. on Ideas Alone. So, but no, his his musical approach is like that, although he is really talented. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, throw shit on him. No. He's, he's musically, Absolutely. He's very talented. Like, the stuff he does is, it sounds cool and everything. He's just not, he's not Radiohead or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um but but his stuff is cool. Some of it's like catchy and some of it is good musically in its own right. It's not only sort of uh just an excuse to tell jokes. So when was the first time that you heard Bo Burnham?
0: Really early on, I I I I didn't go down the, the YouTube rabbit holes until later in life, I guess. But sure. I remember that being a time and I remember hearing his name a lot. And, yeah. and I think it was probably later on when he started doing his Netflix specials that I actually caught on and understood kind of what he was and what he was capable of. You and sort of went that back. was like yeah 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 exactly um and and to, to this day I haven't gone down a rabbit hole of old Bo Burnham videos like yeah. I kind of jumped on the train and kept moving forward if that yeah. makes sense. It does
1: yeah. Uh, what about you? Um yeah probably something like that. I think I heard I, I was aware of him before any of his sort of one-man show type stuff or his stand-up specials started coming out. I guess his first yeah. sort of – his first EP was came out in 2008, which is like two years after he started on YouTube. It was called Bo mm-hmm. Show or something like that. And – not something like that. It That's what it was called. And then his first yeah. full-length record, just called Bo Burnham, was released in 2009. I don't know, I don't think I heard any of the records or anything, but I did, like, I did come into contact with some of his videos because I remember the image of, like, him just sitting in this sort of you know, bedroom that, well, that kind of looks like mine now, just like vaulted ceilings, I think. Yeah. And like paint, mm-hmm. painted blue. And he's just sitting there with, you know, no decoration. It just looks like a little webcam video. And he's just singing yeah. these songs. Uh, that did come across yeah. my desk. And I remember I remember seeing that and initially having a sort of negative knee-jerk reaction to it. Sure. not Nothing like super angry or whatever but i was just very i was a little dismissive when i heard that stuff i was like okay cool like (laughs) like he's talented but you know
0: yeah but it's like you know it's it's silly yeah it's silly silly stuff it's silly i'm I'm, yeah i'm too i'm too big boy
1: for this stuff exactly and (laughs) and and not only that but i do feel like part of my reaction to it part of my negative response initially was the format itself I know that you and I both had various moments growing up and stuff where we were really into stand-up comedy, and yeah. we would watch yeah. a lot because we came up in the time when Comedy Central was big, and they would show these yeah. like thirty-minute spots of these these up-and-coming mm-hmm. stand-ups who were just killer. You know, I remember yeah. we saw Dane Cook before he was big. I mean, before he was you know enormous big. Yeah, um, just when he was his little like twenty-minute special on Comedy Central mm-hmm. or whatever, and so just seeing. Bo Burnham do this type of thing and get so much, you know, attention and whatever, it felt, well, I didn't, it, I didn't put it in the same category as those stand-ups that we would watch when I first saw sure. it, you know. I I wonder how much of it also, okay, let me, let me go
0: down a little, a little path here sure. for a second. I, I feel like when we were growing up, mm-hmm. it was kind of a crossroads of way, a, a way to kind of... <laughs> uh consume things in a way to a way of life if that makes sense. Okay. Um where when we were in high school that's where technology just took off, right? Yeah. Like from the time we graduated in 2004 to now, it's remarkable the things that yeah. that we just use and take for granted, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And the way that we consume the things that we love, like, mm-hmm. you know, I if I want to buy a movie, I I just turn on the Apple TV. Yeah click on it twice and then it's mine, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It takes it from, you know, yeah. I used to have to like go to Walmart. We used to have to go to movie warehouse to like try and find things yeah. and things things have just changed. But I feel like there was a part of me and I think a part of us, you and I yeah. together, because I think we had other friends who felt very differently mm. that, I, I this is something I kind of wanted to bring up at some point. Sure, But that like, because we were at a crossroads, you could either kind of, take the i hate to even use this re- reference because of elon musk right now but you can either take the it's like come on man like yeah right that's a just hole. hang out just just hang out with your newborn child and stop just, trying just to chill uh, sorry this is not but, yeah, what, this isn't what right. this podcast is no. but you could take the blue pill or the red pill and right, i think like yeah. the red pill is kind of dive into the message boards and dive into youtube and yep. and and and, and Start making friends online and, sure. and all all of these things. And then the other path was, no, just keep kind of going outside, riding your skateboard, playing your guitar, and just talking to the people around you. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we were in that, yeah. Place at that time sure and i feel like for a long time because of that there was this kind of separation between like almost as if we were kind of like a, a, a boomer subsect of our own generation <laughs> uh-huh. for a time uh-huh. does
1: that make sense yeah no it does yeah it does okay. i mean it certainly it is the case that and this is a little idiosyncratic to literally our personal lives but still yeah. um it, it, it is the case that for a time there it was sort of the thing where You and I, I mean, you and I both used the internet a bunch as kids, but it wasn't a sort of, we were using it, to the extent we used it as a sort of social thing, we used it to promote our band, mostly. You know? Yes. Um, right. And beyond that, I didn't make, like, friends on chat rooms or friends in yeah. message boards. Aside yeah. from our band had a message board for a while, and people would post sure. in there. Um, but aside from that, it wasn't that sort of thing. And so, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. And and especially, I feel like a lot of people that we did hang out with, a lot of our friends did go that route, where, like, yes. they probably had exclusively online friends who that's how they got to know each other and all that kind right. of stuff. So,
0: yeah. It, it, just, like, for, for example, I the The word still kind of irks me a little bit, like the term "selfie" when that first oh, started happening. Yeah, yeah. You had one group of people who just embraced it, and the other group of people that just yeah, it was like oil and water, and yeah. that was me. Yeah, uh, I still don't type "lol" in a text. I still don't. I sure. type "haha." It's yeah. because I never fully <laughs> jumped on to that. Yeah, but I think the people who embraced the new way uh-huh. were also those people growing up exactly with Bo Burnham, right? Yeah, who were seeing the videos completely consuming the videos and like oh this is my thing yes. i'm going to share this with my at the time you would probably call it an online pen pal right yeah, um, yeah. but now it's just people online that, just, are, your, that yeah. are your friends people um, that
1: you know and that's how you know them <laughs> yeah yeah,
0: yeah. And, and part of me is like a little upset at how i used to feel about those things. and, and some of those things it's, it's still kind of hard to yeah. um like i still don't like the term, like I still use, I still use the term "selfie." Like, um, ironically, yeah. instead of just like this is what it's called. Yes, it's like I want to take a picture of myself. That's what yes. I say. Yeah, you know, yeah. I just can't, I can't. Yeah, I can't
1: yeah and so why do you think that is i mean we're 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 gonna get to we're gonna get into bo burnham himself but all these things will be related to bo burnham i promise because some of this stuff is stuff he explores in his own work why do you think that is what is your sort of uh reaction to that now because i i feel that too i think i mean
0: i i think it's it's like it's a it's as natural as like you know (laughs) you know my i don't know i think it has a lot to do with the fact that because it's like you know you can have two people roughly the same age yeah. take two different it's like it's because things were changing so fast yeah whereas like generationally like our parents obviously think their music was better and and yeah. and so on and 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 it's that same kind of feeling yeah. of of <laughs> but it all happens so quickly yeah. that like and I just didn't didn't he, grab onto that train handle and, yeah. and and you know. And you missed it. Like he I mean he is it.
1: he is five years younger than us. This should be yeah. this should not be that much of a difference, but it completely is. I actually yeah. just I was reading a New Yorker article as I was as we were getting ready to connect and <clears throat> just sort of finishing up some reading about Bo Burnham. And there was a thing in this New Yorker article that said something to the effect of like he's like a spokesperson for the millennial generation. And when I read that yeah. I went Wait, he's not millennial. He's like younger than me. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't feel, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's he just seems but he I mean I guess he is. He's 29 years old at at the right. time we're recording this. And I don't know. I just, I read that and I went, no, no, no. Bo Barnum's Bo not me. He's like yeah. different than me. And it's, it is weird that you sort of can't talk about his career and you can't talk about really his work. I mean, his work deals with these concepts. You can't talk about it without talking about these things about how technology defines generations and how it right. defines time. And the experience of people growing up is so different only across about five years. And that yeah. that sort of highlights the sort of, insane wrench that the internet has thrown into just the lives yeah. of people who have it you know so anyway uh <laughs> so,
0: yeah i'll i'll tag into that that same kind of feeling once we kind of get to sure. eighth grade yes which is yes. um uh i've got a i've got mostly notes on that i was gonna say i was so intrigued by that movie i thought you would came be, out.
1: i thought you would have a lot to say on eighth grade so we'll yeah. we'll, we'll talk about bo burnham's uh sort of Stuff under his own name, and then we'll then we'll dig into eighth grade. Yeah.
0: So here's a fun fact. Sure. You know, you you think of Bo Burnham as like this very kind of slow rise to like stardom, I guess, and mm-hmm. I I think to to an extent that's true. But mm-hmm. today, I don't. I read an article or heard an interview where he said at sixteen or or maybe at the age of like eighteen. Yeah. This is two years after he posted that first video. Yep. He was in rooms with Judd Apatow yes. writing and developing, a, I don't know if it was a movie or a show that was essentially kind of like the anti-high uh, school musical, <sighs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So it all happened very quickly for him where people realized early on that this was a very smart kid who just needed to learn how to harness h- harness whatever it is that he had, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Judd Apatow, if you don't know that name, like come on guys yeah like, exactly you come on everybody i'm, I'm not judd. getting into not getting into judd apatow right now okay yeah, yeah so I, th- I think those were kind of his, his earliest experiences kind of writing uh in a narrative sense and and obviously like if you watch his the very first videos he put up it's less about the music and more about yeah. he's just a clever writer Right. True. the the way the words click together. the the melodies aren't aren't that interesting. the chord progressions aren't that in, that are interesting. Mm-hmm. They're just a a, yeah. a a vessel for for the cleverness that is the wordsmithing of Bo Dylan.
1: Yeah, and it's almost like a uh, his early early stuff is almost. He, I've never seen him cite this person as an influence, but it's almost got a Weird Al vibe to it, where sure. it's not a parody of already famous songs, but it's just songs where the song part is there so that it can be funny, and yeah,
0: well he yeah. he has referenced uh, "Flight of the Concords as a huge inspiration True. when he first started. He said I, he's like I just wanted to be that, yeah. So that's I started True. posting videos, yeah. and that's what I was. Yeah.
1: And that that makes total sense. I mean, t- yeah. to be fair to Flight of the Concords, he would be a much simpler version <laughs> musically yeah. uh, during mm-hmm. his early stuff. But yeah, it makes sense. And then he really sort of transforms into something completely different even before he becomes uh, just a filmmaker, which is what he's been for the past couple of years. And there is but, a big
0: transition there that we'll cover as to why.
1: Yes, yes. Um, and I'm curious your thoughts about it or what you know about that that I don't. So he comes yeah. out with... It's like his third actual album, but he also releases it as a filmed one-man show stand-up special sure. called "Words, Words, Words." It's a really cool. So, it's a really good special, um, and it shows a little bit more depth, obviously, than his earlier right. stuff. So
0: I think I think what, what's interesting about Bo in general is yeah. that you know he he has basically spent his in his early adult career trying to figure out the thing that he loves to do and all of these kind of branches off this one trunk that is just a type of like um I don't want to say um, me- media to consume because it feels like yeah. more important than that and it, you know what I mean yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah so you know he he went down the 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 path of stand-up but he kind of didn't feel comfortable with what that was and w- what he saw yeah. if, if that makes sense mm-hmm. he's like you know stand-up is really kind of a super kind of masculine yes. weird thing that like not at, does not at all fit what i yes. am yes right uh huh Do you have any any thoughts on that? Oh, I
1: absolutely do. Yeah, so uh, one of the things that I did in prep for this was I went back and re-listened to part of a podcast that I had listened to before, which is from like eight years ago or something when Bo Burnham goes on uh, Pete Holmes' podcast. And they're talking about it. I think I I listened to that at one point. It was a great episode, but they're talking about sort of, and Bo Burnham makes this exact point where he talks about stand-up comedy and its relation to sort of masculinity, and like he talks about being at like the comedy settler with all these stand-ups and he says something to the effect of like basically all these stand-ups are sitting around and they've just got their dicks on the table uh yeah. and i just don't feel comfortable in that and right. he was talking about exploring like he didn't for a long time like to answer the question of whether or not he was gay because he doesn't right. th- he thinks he thought that there should just obviously be no stigma around anything like that and so right you know he didn't want to say i i my understanding is that he's a straight guy and so he didn't want to yeah. say no 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 i'm not gay as if that there were right. anything wrong with that you know as if uh, as if that were a bad thing. yeah exactly i mean he compared it in the in the interview that i was listening to with pete holmes to like you know if if you asked me if my family was from sweden i wouldn't be like oh no 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 you know uh, or <laughs> you know i would just yeah and so um so he wouldn't do that. And he was talking about like the role that and and about how many like, you know, good women comedians there are and how there should be more uh, in terms of representation and all this stuff. And so he talked about how he liked to sort of uh, play with that line and just that notion that everyone has both sort of what we would sort of socially categorize as kind of masculine and feminine elements yeah. to them. And he liked to sort of play with his feminine elements on stage to sort of break that you know any sort of stigma about that and i thought that was really interesting and you can certainly see it in his in his work um -hmm. starting with words 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 i don't know i don't know that i had a specific point it just (laughs) sure
0: so the 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 other thing regarding stand-up in general Mm -hmm. or just how kind of he views the world right yeah he just finds things weird sure right yeah um, stand-up he says is weird and masculine. Yeah. He's like, it's weird to get up on a stage and say something that's written as if you know, say something that's written that you've said over and over again uh-huh. as if it's the first time you're telling somebody this yes. to get a laugh. Yeah. He's like, it's just it's just weird. Yeah. It's a weird thing to do. Yep. So because of that weirdness, yeah. he basically started to create these he's like it's not i didn't want to just get up on stage and be funny like I, I, he's like i realized i'm not a stand up uh-huh. it's it's you know he he takes this idea of how weird stand up is and then completely makes it a meta experience for an audience right yes so the idea of this is the first time i'm doing this uh-huh. but uh, no, it's not. Look, there's a backing track that that calls me out on yes. the thing that I just yes. said was said was this uh kind of spontaneous thing, and then like and then he drops a bottle of water yes. as and it, it, he performs it as if it was an accident, and then like ah uh, nope, look the backing track's talking about the bottle of water, you <laughs> yeah. know, and yeah, his whole show is based around this idea of how weird he thinks this thing yeah. is, and right
1: and. Uh, so what you're talking about comes from the show uh, What, which is the second stand-up special that he does afterwards. Words. Yeah, Words, I th- Words. Th- which I think is the first that I saw. Okay, yeah, I don't know that I ev- even saw the first one. Gotcha. He's
0: he has he's had three, right?
1: Yes, he has had. Three. I've
0: seen I've seen What and and what's uh, the third Make happy, one? happy
1: is the third one. Make Happy, yeah. yeah. Uh words, words Words is good. I would recommend going back and checking that out. Um he's not as sophisticated there as he comes to be, but it's still it's still worth watching. It's not like watching super yeah. old, you know, YouTube videos from him. Um mm-hmm. nonetheless, in what I watched part of what uh, this week to sort of prep. And in that you talk about the fact that he like drops a bottle of water and then the the backing track you know, calls him out on it, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's this thing where the backing track calls him out on it, and it says um, everything's a lie, or art is a lie, nothing is real, is how the is yeah. how the track ends, or whatever, mm-hmm. something like this. And so, also one of the things he's exploring in some of his work is the artifice of performance. And I think that's something that's very fascinating for someone to explore, number one, who's as talented as he is, but then number two, someone who came to have their audience through this new media, you know, this completely novel way. Uh, And he gets into this even deeper in Make Happy, this sort of social internet and how that plays into what performance is and how we think about ourselves and what an audience is and all this sort of stuff and right. so but what is a very like post-modern i mean you said de- or you said meta it's a sort of yeah. meta postmodern kind of deconstructionist thing where he's sort of breaking down the meaning of art <laughs> you know or he's like yeah. exploring which is super sophisticated for someone who yeah. at the time was like what tw- uh I don't know 2021 20, yeah. something like that. Very very young. It's very sophisticated to be doing that. Uh and he's doing it intentionally. Like you can hear him talk about it and it's like no, he's yeah. he knows what he's doing. Um mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, it's t- to to look at uh what stand up is and and how weird it feel, felt felt yeah. to him. Like he he this was his only this was his m- most kind of pure and genuine approach at at doing his version of that yes. thing. Yes. Like he, he he felt so weird and anxious about what stand-up was yeah. that this came out and and even though everything he's doing on stage is is uh, um, I guess fake yeah. it's the most honest thing he could do sure <laughs> right yeah yeah well I mean fake in the sense that he just he basically he's just lying for an hour yes. um, for a, a purpose
1: well and and um, one of the thing you know so you're saying fake in terms of like uh, Presumably, you mean like it's all scripted, he knows what he's doing, sure. even beyond fake, that, yeah, fake's
0: the wrong word, yeah,
1: but. but I mean, it's all scripted, but even beyond that to to explore this the meaning of this term fake a little bit more is it's also it's not him presenting his authentic feelings about things either, right? It's not him right. like and I've heard him say this in a few interviews that I came across where he talked about like. I'm too young to even really be interested in my own perspective. So my perspective is not the thing that I'm trying to sort of broadcast, right? He's like, right. Who, who cares what I think about traffic or about how the world works? I'm too young. And so a lot of, I think in part, this is why a lot of his work ends up being very meta is because the thing that he knows is, and he says as much, but the thing that he knows is performance, the thing that he yeah. is aware of and that he actually does have experience with, as a very young person, is performing, and so his performances become about performance, and then that becomes very sort of meta or postmodern or whatever, yeah. um, and also really, really interesting. Uh, one question that I had as we're as we're talking through this, you've said a few times, uh, and for for good reason, you've talked about stand up, right, and like yeah. you've talked about him as stand up. Do you think of his shows as stand-up specials. I mean, that's often how they're sort of marketed. I'm not sure that I think about them that way. But Um, no, I don't think about them that way. But he's doing
0: a thing that no one else does. (laughs) Um, It it could be considered maybe experimental theater or something. Yeah. But it is presented in the way of, here's Bo Burnham's new special, and special usually means a guy getting up on stage (laughs) to a group of a live audience and being funny, Yeah, right? yeah. And he um, is doing that. I mean, check, check, check,
1: yeah. right? Like, yes. Yeah. But I think it's also interesting, like, that you can look at his stuff through the lens of, like, as you said, theater, right? Yeah. You can think about it as theater, where it is almost like a one-man play or a one-man yeah. show or something like that.
0: I, I don't remember where I heard it, but I, I want to say he actually got into a school early on, yeah. to um, study experimental theater yes. and ended up not going.
1: Yes, he did. He was admitted to uh, NYU's Tisch School of the Arts to study experimental theater. And it allows him, I think, to to have more depth to his insights than he probably would if he was like a straight-up stand-up. Because yeah. he's self-aware enough to understand, yeah, I mean, he is... Now he's 29 years old, but like when he was growing his career... I mean he was a kid basically. He was in his early 20s right. or even his teens and it's like he he's not going to bring a lot of it would sound it would sound a little hack if he tried to be, you know, talking about things that, you know, bringing perspective to things or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah. So,
0: I think what's what's so interesting about, you know, we've we've used the term performance kind of over and over and over again. Yeah. Bo is someone who um uh suffers uh extremely from performance anxiety. Right. Um, and for, from somebody for for somebody who who basically creates these things where they perform to a few thousand people every night over and over again, I think it was probably in his third special, but probably gradually up until that point yeah. he was experiencing panic attacks on stage wow just yeah. to a point where it's like um, it, what's interesting is like a panic attack on stage for him might end up looking like part of the show yeah. right yeah And he realized that like, Oh, I I don't like performing. Yeah, (laughs) like this is something that's uh, Hmm. I. It's something that's taxing on me, uh, physically and emotionally. But the thing I do love is making and directing the thing. Yeah, because he's a he's a co-director in all of his specials. Yeah, yeah. Um, so building, creating the thing is what he. realized that he loved to do and performing the thing was like yeah. just um you know it was like
1: nece- necessity or something
0: necessity yeah. it's exactly yeah. and uh he he had been writing a you know he he'd written he'd written a lot for a long time you know he wrote he learned the three stra a three act structure from Jud, Judd Apatow when he was 18 like on a whiteboard like oh you've got a lot you know yeah um, a lot to contribute, but hey, let me let me write out what a how do you structure a story, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but he says that um, eighth grade was the first thing he ever wrote for the enjoyment of writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just to enjoy making something. Yeah. So he kind of fell in love with screenwriting um, with eighth grade, and after the movie came out, was Academy nominated for the screenplay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty wild. Yeah, and the screenplay's um, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. For for somebody who who cannot he's like, I can't speak with authority on this because like this is how I did it, but like, yeah. you know, it's probably not a great way to do it. Sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh which is once again, I mean, this is another theme that comes up over and over again is he's very self aware. He's not yeah, he's very introspective. And I think sometimes that comes off comes off a little self indulgent. You know that can be the downside yeah. of that. He's very, very self, very, very self-reflective and very self-aware. But sometimes that comes off—not in eighth grade, obviously, but in like some of his yeah. specials—it can come off a little like uh, preoccupied with himself or something. Sure. And it doesn't—it yeah. doesn't read like he's a narcissist or anything. It just reads like he's so mm-hmm. introspective, he's so taking his own temperature all the time yeah. that that he's a little internal in that way i guess sure uh yeah do you have anything to say i mean i have a couple of small points about make happy but nothing huge and and
0: uh sure go for it
1: yeah okay so make happy is also shows highlights another thing i mean it's it's i I don't want to pass over these three specials as if they're all just sort of the same or like increasingly sophisticated versions of each other like he explores different things in words 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 um he actually does explore language and what that means in what he sort of, it's very deconstructionist. He sort of tries to break down performance and all that stuff and break down his own, I don't know, representation or something. In Make Happy, he highlights this thing. I saw a lot of sort of parallels between Make Happy and Eighth Grade. In Make Happy, he sort of talks in a very, he lands in this sort of very sincere place in that special. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. He does a mm-hmm. sort of Kanye I West do. parody at the end, and uh-huh. he talks about social media being both entertainer or performer and audience all wrapped into one so that you're essentially performing your life for yourself in some type of way yeah. and how that's bad. Yeah. And he says something to the effect of, like, if you are able to live your life without an audience, you should do that. And... Uh, it's a weird thing for someone who has had an audience his entire life to say. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it just sort of lands in this very kind of sincere place about it, it doesn't seem sure. completely uh, deconstructionist or it doesn't seem completely ironic and postmodern. He seems very earnest at the end of that. Uh, like he, right. he really yeah, means what he's saying. He's not trying to be distant or, you know, a parody or anything like that. And I see a lot of those themes show up in eighth grade as well. And so. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. I think what's what's interesting about you know
0: if you can if you can live your life without an audience yeah. um you should mm-hmm. that kind of that line kind of gets blurred a little bit in 8th grade like I th- I think yeah. he 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 starts to view what performance actually kind of is uh-huh. with this movie. Yeah. Um and he he talks a lot about it. Well, so the thread the the thread that kind of leads from his, you know, last uh stand-up special his last uh special <laughs> yeah. into writing this movie is that you know the third one is is a, there's a, it's a lot about anxiety mm-hmm. um yeah a lot about what anxiety looks like and feels like mm-hmm. um and how real and how real it is and how it's it's aggressive mm-hmm. uh, and ha- it's basically about how intense small things can actually be for somebody yeah. right mm-hmm and he he found over and over again that 13-year-old girls after his show would come up to him and say i feel the way you feel mm. and he he said it happened enough where he was like okay i think this i think i've been given permission to write this movie yeah. right Yeah. in the sense that like you know they feel what he feels therefore he can sure kind of yeah. translate you know it's 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 a, a kind of a, a weird like little circle thing there. yeah
1: but. he's tapping into something that many certain subset of sort of young women are identifying with in some type of way yeah. and so he yeah. kind of tries to channel that i guess right through the story yeah. of that film yeah um, i just watched this movie last night i hadn't seen it before so i watched it last night really fantastic movie yeah uh yeah i knew i knew we would have a lot to talk about with this movie but really really competently done i mean kind of shockingly right. so uh, right he's he's another sort of i don't know prodigy is the word uh that like donald glover is or something yeah he's, you know? he's a donald glover for sure he's, he's just, just he's firing on all cylinders mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but anyway i don't know what what are your sort of uh broad thoughts about eighth grade and then we can dig into some of it so
0: so broadly to kind of tie it back to what I was saying earlier, um, regarding kind of growing up in a position where I felt um resistant to certain things, right? You know, we, we yeah. covered that. Yeah. Um and and, and basically not going down the the, the the path on the right, but going down the path on the left or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the interesting thing about eighth grade is that, you know, so the the main character's name is Kayla. Mm-hmm. Kayla is is a uh, a young girl in eighth grade who has a vlog on the internet mm-hmm. and when he was writing this movie he basically like he's like you can search YouTube for advice from an eighth grader on anything yeah and you'll find a vid- uh, you'll find an earnest video <laughs> yeah. of uh, uh, you know a little girl basically giving you it with no no likes no yeah. like you know no views it's like yeah just it's this idea of like figuring out who you are by performing into a void, Uh um, regardless of the audience. He's like, it's still performing. So that's kind of where it ties into the end of make happy. It's like, you know, he's like all the, all the things we do and the way that we've kind of, the way that technology has, 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 you know, it's always been performing. It's always been performing to an audience. Um, Even without, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's a way to figure out who you are. And, Mm -hmm. The thing I kind of took from this movie, I think, uh, re- regarding like a broad stroke is like, I feel like originally before, like, before living in the shoes of this eighth grade kind of girl, like, mm-hmm. my gut reaction would have been to say, oh, like, the thing she's doing is like, she's vlogging, mm-hmm. she's not being truthful mm. um, about her experiences. And it's kind of in that to me is like a cringy kind of like, you know, uh, not for me kind of thing. But watching this movie, it's like, like, no, she's being like, this is like the purest, rawest form of how people live now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is the most honest she can be. Yeah. And you can tell that Bo is completely on her side. Yeah. Like the, the, the moments in the movie where, you know, she's, kind of rebelling against her father like he's mm-hmm. like no you know you 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 have empathy for your her her father but he's like i'm on her side yeah like she's like like no dad leave, leave i need my space right now yeah. right yeah, yeah yeah um regardless of how great of a dad he seems yeah it's like let her be right sure um, this is just part of it um, sure so i feel like the thing about bo burnham is that like he is like unapologetically, like, he is the 13-year-old girl vlogger, right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas, and and I feel like kind of going through the, the experience, I, I've watched this movie twice now, mm-hmm. I feel like I wish I could have been more <laughs> that way, mm. gr- like, growing up. Like, I feel like I did miss something oh. regarding our generation. Yeah. Does that make sense? I
1: think so. So, I mean, do you mean specifically in terms of, your use of or embrace of technology around that time. I mean because it's
0: not I don't I don't know that it's just the technology. Okay. It's
1: just a it's just um just like an honesty sort of thing. Or a, yeah, a it, self preservation or presentation sort of thing. It's it's thing.
0: like just just not being reluctant, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: To, to for sure whatever that thing is yeah i mean that is sort of a big theme of the film right is her yeah. and it's it's a it's a very sweet film like <laughs> you know uh, yeah and and the notion of i mean and i'll talk about this in a minute but um i kept sort of waiting for something awful to happen in this movie and yeah and part of that i think part of waiting for something terrible to happen the whole time is just the pacing like part of that is yeah. the editing and the pacing and i feel like was intentional or something like this but overall the film is a very like sweet uplifting film and but yeah
0: for her something terrible is happening the whole time that's a great point that's every moment (laughs) is just sheer terror yeah right yeah yeah Um, and i think that's what the movie is it's like Okay, like okay, think about like your your favorite coming of age movie, and Mm -hmm. like you have the voiceover of the kid who's just so articulate and has his, you know, he's like, well, this happens because of this, and this is kind of what life's like. (laughs) But his his lead is oh, God, what's happening? Why yeah. do I feel this way? This this yeah. feels awful. Yeah. This feels awful. And that's kind of the movie. And she's, <laughs> right? she
1: says something to that extent, right? She says something like, I'm just nervous all the time. Right. Um, and
0: so yeah. for me personally, and I don't care to kind of talk about this on a podcast, yeah. like, I've recently found that, and I think we've maybe even talked about this a little bit before, but mm-hmm. I've, I've i have experienced anxiety for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think part of whatever that part of me is, that's like, Oh no, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to use LOL. Like I'm not yeah. going to just embrace this thing. It's like, part of that is also like, Oh, I'm going to ignore whatever this thing is. Yeah. And it is like when she's sitting there as a, a, an eighth, you know, 13 year old girl saying, it feels like I'm waiting to get on a roller coaster and you get off the roller coaster and you don't ever feel like you got off like it's always yeah. this sense of yeah. exciting dread mm. and i've i've can't remember not feeling that way <laughs> in some extent yeah and it it took a movie like this and in a pandemic really for me sure. to like say oh i'm super anxious yeah right yeah like, I feel exactly how she feels, and I think part of me feeling the way I do right now is, like, that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, oh, no, like, Bo wrote this eighth grade girl vlogger character that I completely and totally am relating to mm. on a very, like, uh, personal level, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I think I missed something. <laughs> That's so may, interesting. And maybe I didn't, sure. but,
1: you know, it's just that feeling. Yeah you feel like that character pulled off that time in her life better than you did or something to that extent? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It it becomes hard to sort of articulate the sort of emotional responses to things like that. But, I mean, that's really interesting because – I can contrast that with my experience of the film, which was as I was watching it, I said Chris watched it with me and I said a few times I was like, This is exactly the kind of movie Joe would love. And this is exactly <laughs> the kind of movie that I usually would not like. Um, but yes. I like this movie. Um, yes.
0: And the more I thought about yeah. it, I'm like, okay, Will's either gonna <laughs> l- really like or really hate this yes. movie. But the more I thought about it, it's so like yeah. it's so genuine yeah. and 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 not like up its own yeah. whatever. Yeah. That like, I think he's going to dig this. Like, I think yes. he's going to get it.
1: No, I really did. I, I dug it. I liked it. Um, and I think, but I do think my enjoyment of it seems like it was a little bit different than yours. I did not really identify with her that much. Um, okay. I felt for her. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I felt yeah. for her and I understood her sort of. Feeling, but uh, essentially what it did for me was it reminded me, I thought Bo Burnham just completely nailed to the wall what it feels like to be that age. Um, yeah. And yeah. I was like, man, like everything is awkward. You don't know what to do, but you feel like you should. You have like, way too much independence and way too little all at the same time like it's so anxiety producing I mean it was a terrible terrible (laughs) thing to go through and so I felt for her in those ways but it mostly made me sort of go like god I can't wait till she's done with doing this do you know what I mean yeah Um, it read to me as sort of like that weird liminal space between adulthood and childhood that I really really do not miss at all I get it, if that sure. makes sense, and so I didn't. Yeah, I didn't so much identify with her. Although I do see what you're saying. It's some of the stuff is timeless, and it's not only about yeah. age. you know. I
0: th- yeah, I think for me, it's like the realization that like I still, I still feel that way about like if I get a phone call, regardless of who it is, before I even look to see who it is, it's just sheer yeah panic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's I, it's you can't it's not something you can just expo- sure. you explain it, it's yeah. just like you, you were i don't like the you don't know what to do you like yeah yeah, uh, yeah however you did, just described what it was like to be in middle school yeah there's a big part of me that that never left
1: that's so fascinating <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, it sucks like <laughs> well and and so like my read on this character and i'm curious if this speaks to what you're talking about is this feeling showing up in yourself in some ways i feel like part of the thing about being that age or that i remember about being that age and that i think he articulated really well is this notion that is this myth that everybody sort of intuitively feels, I think, that like some people understand what's going on, right? And yeah. one day I will become one of those people. When in actuality, yeah. uh, like I feel like we all sort of wake up one day and go, oh, no one knows what's going on. <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. There is no, there are no actual adults. There are just people who are old enough to do things. Um, yeah. You know? <laughs> <And> <laughs> do you know what I, I mean? I
0: love, how, I love how she, I love how, <laughs> how Kayla approaches and figures out confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, man. I do think there there are some people who don't have to piece that together. Yeah. It's not a thing where, "Oh, if I do this, then yes. this happens." It's yes. just this person is just confident. Yeah. And this other person who is an, an anxious mess yeah. says, "Oh, so confidence is when you, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then and then you and then you perform that <laughs> task that act yes and you see what happens yes you know you see the result which dude i completely like oh totally me work working with like people i don't know a lot Uh um and uh, at this point i work with a lot of people i do know Uh But like it's the same like was a terrifying Mm. transition in my life Mm. to being an adult Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean just like um now i can just bs small talk like you know but underneath it's this feeling of like kind of like sinking into a pit of lava the whole time like oh god I'm dying I'm dying I'm dying but I've learned to perform in a way that like yeah let's talk about like you know yeah oh oh you guys are looking at buying a house that's yeah you know (laughs) but underneath it's just like Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What Uh, if he talks about something I don't know about? Like, what do I know about buying? Oh, my God. Like, shut up. You know? Mortgages.
1: Uh, Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. No, I completely get that. I was so... I found myself being so proud of her at moments in this movie. Uh, Which I thought was a very clever way to play it, number one, Mm -hmm. and also just showed how good he is. First of all, it's not all him. like She was amazing. The actor in this was fantastic. Um, She's what, uh, Elsie Fisher? Is that her name? Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. She was amazing. So uh, I don't want to say it's all just Bo Burnham. But um, his writing is very, very good in this, and and the fact, um, the fact that she like analyzes her confidence right that, like that before we leave that behind, the fact that yeah. she like analyzes her confidence like that made me realize like, oh, this is written by someone who was more introspective and more self aware than I was at this age. You know, like yeah, I could say sure. I would never have had the brain power to like write down, oh, if I want to be confident, then I should do this. I, I just remember flailing around and having no <laughs> clue what I was doing. No, you absolutely. Know I mean? uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. sorry, go ahead. I think what's so interesting about Elsie
0: being cast in this movie, mm-hmm. obviously she was the perfect choice, right? Yeah. But the reason being is that and I, I listened to a podcast with Bo recently in the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, which may have been the thing like, oh, we should do Bo. Yeah. But um he talked about um child actors. hmm And, you know, a hundred people read for this part, right? Mm-hmm. And Elsie was the second person to read. Oh wow. And when he when she read, he he called the casting director. He's like, I think she's it, but I need to prove it to my they and then mm. they let a 200 other people <laughs> read, right? Yeah. But he's like, There's this thing um where a kid will walk into a room and they're so complicated, mm. complex mm-hmm. and you're having a conversation with them and then you say okay and action yeah. and all that complexity yeah. goes away. Ah. It's just oh, on the page you're sad, they act sad. Yeah. Oh, on the page you're yeah, you're yeah, yeah. you're lonely, you're going to act very lonely. Yep. And he's like Elsie was the first first person second person to read but probably even yeah. after this happened to pl- uh, not play everything that uh kayla wasn't
1: yeah yeah right
0: because on the page it's like oh she's struggling she doesn't uh, speak you know yeah. all of these things yeah she was the first person to play kayla reaching for a thing yes um yeah to where all of that other stuff really bubbled underneath yeah yeah. Um,
1: well, and that's an important part. I mean, that's in. I don't know how much how how much access they had to the full script or anything like that, but that is a key part of this character, and it's a key part. and And some of this is the bias of her father, and you know, he he has he yeah. doesn't have a, an actual objective view of her. You know, I mean, she yeah. she would not be who she was without good parenting, obviously. Like like you know, but nonetheless, um, that is a key part of at least the narrative. Right? Is this notion of it's it, it is about kayla having these perceived whether they're real or not these sort of perceived deficiencies of various types but it's not but she doesn't really i mean there is this core of who she is it is about her building her sense of self in this weird time in human history but there is already this little core of a person you know yeah Uh, there is already someone who she is it's not just and so that, I mean, that makes sense that that would be the kind of thing that he would be looking for uh, in an actor, yeah. especially one who's so young, you know, to be able to pull mm-hmm. that off and have a sense of character in there somewhere. Yeah. That's really, that's really cool. Yeah. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. This, this movie almost, I almost cried at this movie. Not quite, but the, the dad and, the dad and daughter scene at the fire where he's yeah. doing all that stuff. Um, you know, it's, yeah. it's basically
0: like the big, like climactic, like if if you were to like beat this story out like on a sheet of like yeah. story beats it yeah. would not look like typical types of movies cuz because all of the big things are very all of the yeah. small things are very big to her Yes, right yeah it's not like yeah. the plot is how she Feels about something. It's a great point. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, saying that small things are very big to her is is totally right because she's a child. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's still a yeah. child. She has a little bit of independence, but like, that's not the main thing yeah. and so he's like
0: yeah you know he was like can we take a normal day for an eighth grade child yes. and make it feel like a
1: life or death situation yeah. and he does you know. that also with or the team does that whatever but under his you know guidance they do that where even before there is one scene where things get actually tense um, yes the car the scene. car scene gets actually really tense but mm-hmm. prior to that even before that when she's gonna go visit the high school when all this stuff is happening yeah. she goes to the pool party all this stuff i was tense the whole time i was like yeah. the way that they like, play the plot <sighs> beats i was like something's gonna go wrong something's gonna go wrong and it kept the pool not saying first the
0: pulse so- scene first of all the the piece of music he used was just yeah. wonderful yes, it it's was. this building and build, building synths with yeah. like some kind of <laughs> high school like horns it's yeah it's it's anna meredith it's 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 the composer of the movie but that was mm. actually from one of her albums oh, cool. so like i'm certain that that song he's like i gotta get this yeah. this composer to work on my movie that's great um and i have i have a quote from for uh, about the score we'll, we'll get to in a minute sure but, Um, The pool scene, first of all, he's a genius because the first thing he does in the pool scene is give her an obstacle that she has to cross. Yes. And that is the door won't open all the way, (laughs) right? Yeah. Like the door is stuck, so she has to... And that's so... She's so brave, right? Like putting yourself like... She doesn't know any of those Like It's like, you know, you and I growing (laughs) up, I, I honestly feel like if I didn't have... You uh-huh. and friends like you and James sure. and those types of people, yeah. I would have completely been her. Sure, yes. Like I would have yep. been the one that I'm. I'm not going to, you know. But I'm like, oh, I really want to. I want to be there. Yeah. And but like, I don't know that I would have been as brave as her. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. To squeeze through that yeah. like, door. <laughs> no, of course not. And to no. put yourself into the chaos and, and the way he filmed like the the just the the chaotic nature of all these. Yeah
1: like wild confident kids, kids around her yeah. it's like yeah well and that was uh, that was another thing where like some of the like little boys that she encounters or something <laughs> like that i was like that was one thing that i oh the main the main kid the main well which which main kid the main kid that she like has a crush the, on yes. for a minute not yeah.
0: not not the yeah. not the great b story kid yeah right uh, right right the guy has <laughs> the he uses this Kind of he's like uh, EDM tracks. So and like so good.
1: That's like, I laugh out loud oh when no. I see that scene. Because Those he's scenes. this little scrawny child. <laughs> he plays yeah. it like this beefcake music. That harkened yeah. back to me w- to where it was like, okay, this feels like sillier Bo Burnham shining through here. It's not yeah. all... You know, sophisticated. No, he
0: no he's not. Yeah. He, 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 he's like, I'm not
1: going to completely take myself so seriously. Yes. And it's so funny. Like, that's such a clever, yeah. sophisticated move where it's not a joke that's written into the movie. Like, he knows. He knows how yeah. to hit humor in ways that are not. It's a music cue. It's a music it's, cue, exactly. Uh, and exactly. he does it like twice. Yeah, I think he at does
0: least twice in the movie. Yeah. And the first time he does it is yeah. when it's when the kid gets called up because he has uh, what best eyes or yeah, something, something or be- something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And the music kind <laughs> <gonna> of <laughs> starts, and he's kind of walking in slow motion. And then the music just goes away, and it's just this scrawny kid walking just, yeah. by uh, uh, Kayla, and Kayla says. she says like good job or something something like that um yeah and then but then the every scene with that kid is so funny and then there's the scene where it's the but then he injects an entire sequence of the movie where they're like doing a drill it's a drill for a school shooting yeah which is so visceral it is he but he he plays it in a way where the Bang! You're dead. Bang! Bang you're, you're dead. dead. Yeah. Let's all let's all thank the the theater kids y- yes. for coming in to like you know play these yeah. school shooting victims in our in our yeah. our basically drill to like yeah. this is what you do. Yeah. And then they're all under their desks, and she another brave moment. Like she's like she's like I can be confident. I can be this person. She yeah. crawls under to this other kid and this kid all these kids like their faces are just always glowing because they're just <laughs> buried in their phones all the time yeah, yeah. and it's such a f- kind of sad but also very funny thing it, that continue continues to happen yeah
1: and i i think one of the things that is very impressive about the film overall and it's shocking that this is first full length that he wrote and directed. I mean, that's like so, so good. He's Donald Glover level. Um, But like one of the things that's so masterful about the film is that he captures so much of what it just is like to be that age in general, um, yeah. while at the same time making it so, so specific to the moment with things like <laughs> that, right? With yeah. things like yeah. Snapchat and things like shooter drills and all this kind of stuff where yeah. it's like it is at the same time very much a timeless piece and also an incredibly, incredibly current piece. Right. Um, well, you know, the, yeah. the
0: first draft of the, of the script was Facebook, Oh, okay. And, Was and once he started casting kids, like, yeah. you know, Elsie's like, no, kids don't use kids Facebook. Kids don't use Facebook. Kids yeah. are on Snapchat. Only old people kids, use Facebook. Kids are, you know. Yeah. And, there, and then now, now there's a line in the movie where the girl, I forget her name, but yeah. the, the best eyes, you yeah. know, popular yeah, yeah. girl, her mom's like, Oh, we'll send you an invite on Facebook, and she's like, "Mom, we don't use yeah. Facebook." You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like he, yeah. hes Mom, listening. God, yeah, like, exactly. There's still there's a disconnect, but he's listening to these kids, and yeah. he's on their side. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, this but the the scene and the the drill, he he breaks the tension of the thing that you're seeing by, okay, well she's learned that like, um, okay, well this kid uh, broke up with a girl because she wouldn't send him nudes, right? Yeah, yeah. So she crawls under the thing, and she's like. Oh, that's so embarrassing! And he's his face mm. is just glowing, right? Just yeah. not paying attention. Yeah, I, I said that was. I, I hope you didn't see that. The thing, the thing that I just, uh, just so embarrassed. Yeah. And then he's like, "What is it?" <laughs> yeah. And she's like, "Oh, you don't want to know, okay? Oh, well, it's just, you know, I I accidentally pulled up one of my uh, whatever she calls it a nude yeah, or something, yeah. and then and then his attention oh. changed to yeah. her, and then. Yeah, they they talk for a second, and then he says he
1: says, "You do." Oh my jobs? god, that little kid, <laughs> and he was perfectly cast. And
0: then and and then the teacher's like, "Okay, drills over." And then she gets up. She said, uh, "I uh um in front of everybody, not knowing." She says, "I I do, and I'm I'm really good at them." And I'm then really she good. walks away. And then the kid kind of looks around and just goes. <laughs> Yeah. Like blows his lip, just like just so stupid and oblivious yes. and dumb yes. and
1: <sighs> just such. a... I mean, he gets. I mean, speaking as a as a former little boy, he gets little boys right <laughs> in terms of how stupid they are. You know oh, what I mean? So just stupid. so stupid yeah. and oblivious, just no clue. Just lucky, yeah. lucky. The kid's lucky he has pants on. Like, there's no it's just ludicrous and, uh, but the little boy at the end like the other little boy true. like he's dumb too yes, but in a, different a very kind of genuine yes, yes way yes but still dumb he, still he does, still dumb
0: he has his his archery award out oh it's it's embarrassing oh, i left that out but that. it's the same thing she did <laughs> i know to the, you know, I know it's the same play. and then also
1: something about that scene there's a scene at the end for folks who haven't seen it who nobody's listening to this who hasn't seen it but um there's a scene at the end where the more, the more the you know, the better little boy, the sort of B plot little boy who's just a cute yeah. young little boy. Um just goofy little guy. <laughs> just the goofy little guy. Something about that scene where they're hanging out. It's the first time they've hung out, and they're just hanging out as as friends, you know. But something about yeah. the formality of all the things he sets up is so true <laughs> to my experience as a child. Where like yeah. he thinks that he can tap into an adult. Interaction of just hanging out as grown ups in a type of way. He thinks yeah. that to be a to be more grown up in order to hang out is you be sort of formal. So he puts out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he puts out like one of each dipping sauce. He's like, we have one of each. Do you <laughs> please just let and me know he- if they're too cold and I can warm them up in the microwave yeah. for you. He, he said, <laughs> and, if, and if there's <laughs> if there's
0: one that you 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 like uh, the most, I honestly like them all, and you can have all. Yes, of that one. Yes, yes, you know, like exactly. Just- <laughs> yeah. He's like, I I didn't. Know When you were gonna uh, come? So
1: they've been sitting out for a while, and they're they're cold. Yeah, it's like it's it's just he's so he was so good at writing what it is to be kind of a half person. You know, like these little people are sort of half people. They're kind of people, but they're not like full people yet. (laughs) And so yeah. you get to see so much of that that's so seemingly universal
0: man there's so many little things yeah. uh, you, you just kind of want to watch it again yes. and I'm just like I just saying this things again isn't isn't helpful yeah. um but the uh I, I did actually really like the score yeah and uh here here's a quote um from Bo regarding the score he mm-hmm. said or he says in uh, active present tense, as if he were here. <laughs> I just wanted music that felt visceral and was going to sync to the audience's heart rate with Kayla's. Mm. So this idea that like mm. you're, you're heart racing the entire movie yeah. um, without anything happening on the surface, right? Yeah. Um, sometimes music for uh, young young adult stories can be very cutesy, but Kayla's story isn't cute to her. Yeah. It's something... Uh, it's supposed to sound like a 13-year-old girl's head, mm. Which is very colorful, loud, and dramatic place, mm. and that's just kind of the music. That's the kind of music that Anna writes, that's great. which is why he he reached out to her. Yeah, who's that? That's great. She's a Scottish Scottish uh, electronic music composer. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean the, the uh, score is great, and it and it you know is foregrounded in the movie. Like he makes sure that you get some score even if you're not watching with a sort of analytical eye Um, another thing that he does that I noticed sort of in terms of cinematography um, and I'm sure you notice more than just this but like many many of the shots if not all of them really foreground her as a character right where you see like the background is blurred out and it's about her you know, She is yeah. in focus and other things are lost in the background. And, and right. to some extent, that highlights that sort of interesting little dichotomy of being kind of that age. And also something you see in Bo Burnham's other work, which is it's sort of all about her and that's a good thing and it's a bad thing all at once. Um, sure. It's a good thing because she's developing the sense of self and, and she's becoming more self-aware and self-reflective and all this kind of thing and she's understanding herself better. And also it's like it, it can read, at least to me, this is just my personal opinion, as a little bit of like that's also kind of what I dislike about children is that they're, they're never just thinking about something that doesn't relate to themselves. Does that, right. does that make sense? <laughs> sure. And, and I'm sure that's not true yeah. for all kids, but it's just like, that was at least my experience. It was not thinking about other things. It was just thinking about other things in relation to myself, you know? And so that that yeah. sort of dichotomy yeah. where it's good because they're developing themselves, but it's also like, okay. I mean, kids like, are selfish, right? Yeah, of course, of course. And they need <laughs> to be at that point. You know point in their yeah. development but it's just you know it, it is sort of a both sides kind of thing and it, and it mirrors what i see in his work more broadly which is heavy introspection which can be both sort of good and bad i think yeah yeah also not to uh, we can we can talk more about eighth grade if you have more to say but I do want to point out the fact that this is not the only thing he has directed as you mentioned he co-directed all of his own stand-up specials uh, yep. and then he also directed a stand-up special of Chris rocks did you come across that oh yeah I didn't. He did he he directed one called uh, let's see what it's called uh, tambourine it was 2018. He was a direct oh, okay. he was the director of the Chris Rock stand-up special. I was like, man, <laughs> that's super interesting, that man. is like that's big time stuff to be directing yeah. a Chris Rock special. Uh yeah. I haven't seen it, but that makes me want to go and, and check it out and see if you can sort of, you know, notice anything about his filmmaking right. qualities. Yeah, yeah. Other thoughts on the movie or on Bur- Bo Burnham more broadly? We've been we've been talking for about a regular episode yeah. of the amount of time, weirdly. Yeah. Uh, to quote Kayla, you
0: can't be brave unless you're scared first. Yeah. <laughs> so That's true. It is uh, true. If you yeah. feel like you can't be brave, then yeah. uh, you have to understand that if you're scared, then you've, you're one step
1: there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And she's so brave.
0: She is. The karaoke. She's so brave. She just walks up and sings karaoke. I know. Like, you, know you don't see yes. the the outcome. You don't hear the song. It's just that she goes up not knowing anyone. Yeah. Probably doesn't talk to anyone afterward. Yeah. But she just does she the just thing, does it. Right. And then that scene
1: man, we could just She performs it. She yeah. she's, you know. We could just keep talking about little moments, but the moment where they're at the graduation scene at the end and she walks up to the, the girl who's mean to her all the time and just, just lays out everything. Just like, You're mean to yeah. me and I'm always nice to you, and it's not nice to be mean. It's good to be nice, and blah 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 yeah. blah, blah blah. All this kind of stuff. Um, just so just so sincere. Yeah. And um, then she
0: turns around and walks toward the camera and then she just gets this big grin on her yeah. face, like you know she's just she's standing up for herself like yes. and also know.
1: she did something she was scared about and yeah. she's going to be fine you know yeah. uh yeah. and that's and that's great oh and the
0: the other thing that uh briefly talked about before is like how mm-hmm. articulate kids are usually in movies yeah. whereas in this movie like <laughs> she stumbles over her words so many times and like kind of you can hear her you can hear and see her Mm-hmm. Second guess the thing that she just said, and then kind of take a step back and then but then like commit to it. It's yes. like it's not you know it's very kind of pure, yeah, and like I say this all the time on this this dumb podcast, <laughs> but I feel very inarticulate, and I relate to her mm. so much in that sense oh. too that like the way that things come out, part of it is just like just this sense of this sense of being nervous that I'm gonna say the wrong thing all of these things kind of built up to where I just can't like if I write it all out then like I'm good right sure but to watch her stumble through this thing and you know and you know, to see myself and the hero of this story is just kind of nice.
1: Yeah. And I wonder if that's something that I haven't heard him articulate that, but I wonder if that's something that Bo Burnham also feels, given the fact that when he does perform, he performs in a way that, is very much like a play. It's very much like theater. Yeah. Where he's not riffing. He's not guessing. No. He's not riffing. He's not trying something out. Like, he is doing something that is, it is tight. It is, you know, down to the minute. And it's got cues and it's got beats and he knows what he's doing, you know? Yeah. Um, The
0: thing is already made. The thing is already made. (laughs) Before he starts. Yes,
1: exactly. He's just got to do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And and also the fact that, you know, your man in his 30s, and that, that yeah. you know yeah. you can identify with the protagonist of this film is also speaks mm-hmm. to the how powerful the film is, you know? Yeah. Uh, and how no, well absolutely. done it is, for sure. Well, do you want to rate Bo Burnham? Yeah. Dope. Let's rate Bo Burnham. Dope. You want to go um, first
0: you want me to go to first? Uh, I'm afraid you're going to steal my rating.
1: Okay, go for it. I wonder if you... Uh, I, I'm very I curious. Like we probably
0: chose the same thing. Okay, let's see.
1: <laughs> if we both chose the same thing, we're both yeah. using it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh... <laughs>
0: I I'm rating him a, a solid 9 and the reason I'm not rating him a 10 yeah. is because I feel anxious about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. It's just his movie made me realize and relive my anxieties yeah. um that I shining a light on them every day and i'm yeah. i'm grateful and also like come yeah. on man don't yeah. do that to me yeah. right now while <laughs> i'm tough, loving the thing it's a tough time bo like. <laughs> i just don't want to hand out i just don't want to hand out tens i love bo burnham sure. i think he's, I think he's a, one dolly she loves him yeah. too <laughs> um but i'm gonna i'm gonna rate him nine out of ten yeah Gucci's. Oh man, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. <laughs>
1: oh damn it.
0: Which is something that wasn't scripted. It was something that I think Elsie came up with. Really? Yeah. Such a weird. Yeah.
1: It's so kids are weird. Yeah. Well, this will be the first time yeah. we've done this too, but because and it's cringy, right? It like, is. The whole yes. thing's cringy. Yes.
0: But that's just that's just kids. But that's how, that's
1: how it is. Such, yeah, exactly. That's how it yeah. is to be that age. I mean, I I that's part of the reason I don't like coming of age movies is because that time yeah. feels cringy to me and i don't want to cringe yeah. it's it's like th- to the extent that i see myself in any sort of coming of age film um mm-hmm. i cringe about myself and i don't love doing that you know sure um, yeah but but this film transcended that for me i really don't tend to That's like great. this sort of genre in general but i liked this film i thought it was really good and really and really sweet so because we've never done this before, but because we both naturally landed on the same measure, uh, I'm going to stick yeah. with it as well. I'm not going to go as high. Um, I, I love Bo, Bo Burnham. Sucks <laughs> to hell with Bo Burnham. Yeah, Bo Burnham We're not even sucks. releasing this episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the things I love about Bo Burnham, I've gone on and on about, and I stand by them. He's he's phenomenal. He's 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 ten times as talented as I'll ever hope to be. Um, yeah. But that said, I think the elements that are going to keep him from getting a 10 for me are those that I've talked about where it's also part of his strength. Like the fact that he's so introspective makes it also difficult for me because sometimes I do gravitate toward art and comedy and stuff like that. That is not about, I don't know, that is about sort of broader themes, I guess. Like I would be really interested to hear Bo Burnham talk about how the world is structured and stuff like that. And he only does it insofar as he's talking about, like, social media and performance. He's a character, man. It's it's character. And that's that's good. But, like, given most of what I engaged with for this was I watched 8th Grade, and then I engaged with some of his, like, one-man stuff. And some of his one-man stand-up stuff is just very... It's almost introspective to the point at which it feels a little self-indulgent. And... Sure. in a way that's like i feel like that is sort of a um is the thing that millennials and gen z get sort of stereotyped with is being yeah. all about self you know i'm o- i'm always only taking my internal emotional temperature man uh, we invented emo music bro exactly exactly and so to the extent that i hear a little bit of that and i could i could tone i could turn the knob down on that and be perfectly happy that's the thing that's going to keep him from being uh, uh, a 10 for me but i am going to go with also i'm going to rate him on the same scale but i'm going to give him 8.5 out of 10 gucci's (laughs) i'm so happy we naturally landed on the same measure that's fun uh
0: because what else is there in
1: bo burnham's world like that's you have to end up with that so yeah no 8.5 out of 10 he's very very good but i there are things i think just tonally i would could suit my taste a little bit more so yeah
0: hey he's not even 30 yet he's not even
1: 30 just wait just wait till 30 (laughs) kicks in it's gonna be great it is perfect that we're having a uh a coming of age movie centric episode right before your birthday so happy birthday Yep. uh <laughs> thanks man i love them yeah, i'm crazy dude. about them yeah dude uh we need to do an episode just on coming of age movies where you make me watch like yeah. some of what you think is the best and then we'll talk about it <laughs> absolutely uh, and I, I would love i that. can just shit all over them um yeah all right, <laughs>
0: all right. Uh, and i'll be like i don't care dog i don't She's care great
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh, This has been the Comic Creators Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're a dual production of the Destination Nation Network here in Louisville, Kentucky, and also Rock Candy Podcasts out of Asheville, North Carolina. Go to DestinationComics.com and also RockCandyRecordings.com to check out more stuff. Let us know what you want us to talk about. You can reach out. You can look us up. I'm not going to... I mean, we got a big enough brand. You can find us. Check yeah, us out. Check out the check out the brand. Like us, subscribe, give a review. Leave a review that says best podcast this ever been all that stuff Yeah. we're huge uh,
0: link, in, uh, d- link in the
1: description below yeah doobly doo alright well in terms of uh, being a, a scrawny white boy from Massachusetts who makes one, one person shows and actually says some some pretty offensive stuff early on that we didn't talk about and also uh, <laughs> ends up making a re- figuring it, himself <laughs> out figuring it out and then also ends up uh, making a, a really sophisticated uh, masterfully done A24 movie later on uh, would you say that you can cur doctor i do (laughs) that's good (laughs) all right bye everybody bye everybody thank you for listening dnn for more shows like this one visit rockcandyrecordings.com